Yes, Jesus, you overcame, and we sing that. We worship you, God. We give you glory, Lord. You have all the power, God. You are our Lord God, creator. You are our sovereign, Lord. You control all things, Jesus, and we believe in you, and we thank you that in you we have victory in you, God. You are Jehovah Nisi in you, Lord. We can overcome because you overcame, Lord. And God, as we worship you, we continue to worship you in your word, Lord. And we ask you, bless your word. We ask you, bless this time. May your Holy Spirit continue to minister to us, Lord, as we come close to you, Lord, as we bow down to you, our God, our King, our Lord, Jesus Christ. And in your name, amen. Well, if you can grab your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And this morning, we are taking a break actually from our regular study. We actually finished Second Thessalonians. And I felt like uh, in between books here of our study, I really felt led to uh, get into Romans chapter 8. And we're going to be focusing on verse 28. Perhaps already in your Bibles, that's underlined, it's highlighted. It is my actual life verse that the Lord has given me uh, ever since I was a, a young Christian. And I've held on to that through all these years. And so this morning, before we get into our next book, which I've been telling you is the book of Revelation. We're going to be starting that next Sunday. But today we're going to focus in on Romans 8.28. And our title is God Works for good. God works for good. So uh, if you can make sure you're there in Romans chapter 28. Now I was reading about this king in Africa. He had a servant who had a habit of looking at every situation, whether good or bad, and saying, this is good. One day they went on a hunting expedition, and as usual, the servant would lead the uh, would load the rifles for the king, but something went wrong when the king went to fire the gun. It exploded in his hands and his thumb was actually blown off. Well, as the king received medical attention, the servant looked at the king and said, this is good. Well, the king got angry with all of that. He said, no, this is not good. Threw the servant in prison. Well, one year later, the king was out hunting again, and he went in an area that he really shouldn't have been. Cannibals, this tribe of cannibals, captured him and brought him back to their village. They tied the king to the stake. They started to put out the wood to light the fire. Then they noticed that one of his thumbs was missing, that the king's thumb was missing. Well, in their superstition, uh, they believed they should never eat anyone who was less than whole. So they let the king go. Well, as the king headed home, he thought of how he came to lose that thumb and of his servant still sitting in prison. And so the king felt super bad, you know, about all of that and how he treated this servant. So when he returned home, the king went straight to the cell and said to his servant, You were right. It was good that my thumb was blown off. And he told the servant all that happened, what transpired and everything. And then the king actually apologized for putting him in jail. But the servant looked at him and smiled real big and said, No, this is good. And the king's like, What? What? What do you mean? You're, you're, I, I, I threw you in prison. I, you, you've been in here all this time. This is not good that I would put you in there. And the servant said, No, 
if I had not been in jail, I would have been with you. And he put two thumbs up. <laughs> I love that story. Isn't that great? Well, like this servant, no matter what the situation that maybe you're in, no matter whether good or bad, our hope is in God, right? Our hope is in God for God works for good. That's our title once again. Romans 8.28 this morning. And there's four things that I want to show you. We're going to get deep into just one verse. And, and there's four things, and this is our outline. It is the certainty, the coverage, the care, the control. So let's begin here. Number one, the certainty. The certainty. So if we take a look here, Romans chapter 28. Matter of fact, you know what? Let's all stand. And we may have different versions, but let's all stand and read this together. All right? One, two, three. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. It's okay. We're honoring God by, by, by uh, reading this. All right, you can have a seat. We begin here in verse 28, just the first part, where the Apostle Paul is writing here now. He says, and we know. And I want to stop right there. And we know. Paul is really bringing his heart, saying, you know, we know this, you guys. The word know here is the Greek word aida, which means to understand fully. It means to come to that understanding from learning, from experience. We've learned this. We know this. And, and it speaks of the certainty, that's why number one in our outline, the certainty that what is written here in verse 28 is absolutely true. So that's what Paul is really right away saying, you know, we know, and I want to emphasize that to you guys. We know without a doubt that it's absolutely true about God's work. That's the idea. We know this. Now, I want you to notice something here in verse 28. Paul does not write, and we feel this, right? And, or, or he doesn't say, nor does he say, and we see this. No, but he says we know this, because so many times what we feel isn't really what this verse is saying, right? Or what we see in a situation isn't really what this verse is saying. But Paul is saying, we know this. We are to take what we know about God and His works and be certain of that, no matter how it looks, no matter how we feel. We know this. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, in the Bible, again, there's so many stories that speak to us of God's work. And, and I was thinking about these things uh, uh, yesterday. I was thinking about in Exodus 16, you know, when Israel had no food, right? And God said, look, I'm going to provide food for you. They're in the wilderness traveling there. And God brought what? God promised to provide. And God brought what? The manna, right? Every day, that was their sustenance for 40 years, you guys. God did that. God sustained them in that whole time, not just one day, not just for a period of time, a few months or a year, but for 40 years He provided as He promised to do. God worked. God did what He promised. In Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20, God 
told the king, King Jehoshaphat, that he would save him from this huge army that was coming, surrounding Israel, coming to attack them. And Jehoshaphat fell before the Lord, cried out to God, and, and, and the Lord said, no worries, I'm going to take care of you. No worries, I'm going to do a work here. And so if you remember the story, he sent the singers out first, right? And they were singing, praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. And they went out singing. Not the soldiers, the singers went out. They went out. And what did God do? The scripture tells us in Second Chronicles 20 that the Lord set ambushes against the enemies. And they all, they kind of started fighting themselves and they were defeated. God did that work. God told the king and God did the work. And then, you know what? I thought about our own Lord and Savior, Jesus. Remember, it was about three or four times, I think, it was Jesus predicted and told the disciples that he would be betrayed, he would die on the cross, but then on the third day he would rise again, he would be resurrected. And what happened? Exactly what he said happened. He was betrayed by Judas. Uh, the, the, the religious leaders, the Jews, right, went to Pilate and had Rome put him on the cross, said all these things about him. He died on the cross, and we know that's for our sins. But what happened on the third day, that wasn't the end. He resurrected from the dead. So what Jesus said came to pass. Jesus did, and God did everything what he had said he would do. So over and over, we see in the Bible, God worked exactly what he said. So that's what we know. We know this, you guys. We know what's in, in this book. So this is the certainty. We know God will be faithful to his work. Do you see that? So right away, Paul's just, uh, I want to emphasize what Paul is saying, that we know we know, this is the certainty. We know God will be faithful to his work. I like something C.H. Spurgeon wrote about this. He said, I do not need anyone to tell me how honey tastes. I know. Isn't that great? I mean, we, we've eaten honey before, or we've eaten certain foods. Like, if I put out to you, like, oh, chicken teriyaki. Oh, I, I already have that in my mind. I know how that taste, right? Oh, lao lao. Oh, I, I've had, I know what that tastes. Or, or, or spam musubi, right? I know what that tastes. Oh, I'm getting hungry now. I don't, yeah, yeah, don't get distracted. But you understand, we know that because of what we learn, what we've experienced. We know that because of what we understand and what, what we know about that. I love what Spurgeon said. So what do you know about God? I know a lot about God in what I read in the Bible. But I also know a lot about God and how He's worked in my life already, right? Hasn't He been working in your life? Has God answered prayer for you in, in your whole Christian walk? Hasn't He answered a prayer for you? You know He works. Hasn't He rescued you, protected you, provided for you? You know God's work in your life. So I think the first thing is important that, hey, I know God works. And I know He worked in the past. I see it in the Bible. I know that. And you know what? I know He will do it again. I know that. It's hard though 
when you struggle. It's hard when you go through things to really know. But Paul's saying, we know. And I'm telling you today, you know. No matter what's happening, no matter how it feels, no matter what you see, you know. And hold on to what you know. Stick to what you know. You know, one of the last um, interviews before Pastor Chuck passed away, he was asked about his battle with lung cancer. And he was asked if he was afraid. And this was his response. Pastor Chuck replied, not really. And he said these words, and, and it's forever in my heart, in my memory. He said, never trade what you do know for what you don't know. Because the question is always, why? And Chuck goes on to say, that question will haunt you and make you crazy trying to figure it out. Why did this happen? I don't know why. But what I do know is that God is good and God loves me and God is working His perfect plan in my life. So I'm content with that. Isn't that good? But I love what he said, never trade what you do know for what you don't know. So you guys, whatever it is, that you're holding right now, whatever it is that is a cloud over your head as you walked in today, stick to what you know, the certainty of God working. So let's go on here. Number two, the coverage. We know God works for good. That's the certainty. And number two is the coverage. So we go on here in verse 28. In the second part now, he says that, uh, well, in the ESV it says that for those who love God. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to put that together with for those who are called. So if you're still in the, old, in the New King James, the next thing it says that we know that all things right work together for good. So let's take a look at that. We know this, that all things. First of all, all things. You know what all means in the Greek? All, right? You got, I've taught you that. I mean, yeah, you've learned that, right? All means all here. All is all. Notice, it doesn't say we know that, well, some things work together. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, well, most things work together. It doesn't say that. It doesn't even say, well, only the good things in your life that happen to you, they work together. No, it says what? It says what? All. All. Say it again. All. All things. Remind yourself about that. It's all things. God works in all kinds of situations. And, and I, I want to quote uh, J. Vernie McGee here. Uh, he just defines it all. He says, all things, and, and basically it means good and bad, bright and dark, sweet and bitter, easy and hard, happy and sad, prosperity and poverty, health and sickness, calm and storm, comfort and suffering, life and death. I mean, that, I, I, that covers everything, doesn't it? All things, you guys, all things is included. That's the coverage here. So he goes on to say that these all things work together for good. Now, work together is a Greek word, synergio, which is where we get our English word synergy. Synergy, where how various elements and various things combine together to produce something else. So they all come together. That, that's what that Greek word means. So they come all together. God uses the good and God uses the bad in His work. He uses all these ingredients and puts it all 
together. And all these things in your life, situations and uh, uh, things that happen, they all work together to produce what? Good, right? All things work together for what? Good. All right, class, you're awake. Yeah, all things good, right? They work together for good. Understand that. He didn't say bad, right? But he said good. Not the bad. So what is he talking about good here? You know, what is this good he's talking about? Well, I believe it's God's good for you and me. I believe it's, it's not my earthly comfort or worldly success or things like that. But I believe it's not so much that, though those are benefits and blessings, but it's, it's more for like his good, for, for God's good in my life. I believe it includes like, like a closer fellowship with God. I believe it's spiritual growth and fruit in our life. I believe it, it's the good of laying treasures up in heaven and not on the earth. And it all comes together with this, that we would become more like Jesus Christ. I think ultimately is, it's that. You know what? Look at verse 29. In context, right? Paul says, the next verse, Romans eight twenty nine. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to what? Be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. But focusing on that, the image of his Son. So ultimately, all that we go through, the good and the bad, is working together that we may become more like Christ. And in becoming more like Christ, we do get closer. There's more, more growth in our life in character, in spiritual fruit. And all of these things come all together. We're laying treasures in, in heaven. We have an eternal perspective. All of these coming together. So ultimately, and I like to think of it this way. When we talk about all things work together for good, I like to think of it this way. Ultimately, God works in a way that glorifies His great love and power in your life. His great love and power in my life. He gets glorified. That's the good. That's what He works. He really works for your greatest good, which is becoming more like Christ, which is seeing God's love and power working in your life. That's the good, you guys. That's what I see. So, this is the coverage. God powerfully uses all situations for your greatest good. This is the coverage. God powerfully uses all situations for your greatest good. And, and you know what? For me, I just want my life to glorify God. Yeah. I want Him to be glorified. And if all this is working out for that, Lord, be glorified. Be glorified in me. You know, yesterday for lunch, I tried for the first time. I don't, I don't know if you guys had this. My kids were telling me about this, the ones in college, because it's a real easy meal, but it's the shirakiku microwave steam rice. Have you guys had that? It comes in a little tray. We had bought a whole package for our hurricane supply, and I thought, well, we better eat it, because well, I think it already expired, huh? but I don't know, whatever. But, you know, and, and, and um, you, you just microwave. You put, take the tray, put it in the microwave, microwave it for like one minute. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I was super skeptical, but my kids were like, no, it's good. You know, especially the ones in college, they make a fast meal and stuff. And, and I was like, I don't know, because I, I grew up eating rice. I'm, I got to have a particular 
rice, you know, um, and I just can't eat any rice. And I don't know, I got it from my mom, so sorry, but I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist in the rice and how much water you mix and, you know, how much, uh, how soft and fluffy or dry and all this stuff, right? So I'm like, I don't know. So for the first time, uh, 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 I ate that. And you know what? It, was, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I could taste it's a different uh, grain of rice, but it, was still, it, it came out fluffy. It was good. I took some nori and, and ate it for lunch. But, you know, I was thinking about that. Think about rice. I mean, steamed rice, right? Well, if you t- look at the, the grain of rice, I mean, would you just eat that? It was like, you know, it's like BBs in your mouth, right? No. I, I, it's bad, yeah? And then you, you put water and soak it or you put water for cook it and the water's not bad it's okay yeah water water's good but the, just the rice grain it's not good to eat right and then you put heat to all that and heat well you know if you touch something super hot it'll burn you right so that's not that great either but think about if you take all the ingredients the the grain of rice water and you put heat to it it comes out with this nice Yummy, fluffy, steamed rice. I'm hungry already. I'm talking a lot about food here. Yeah, I know. Right? Each component, some's good, some's okay, some's not good. But when you put it all together, it turns out great. That's how God works in our life. All things work together. The good, the bad, the really bad, the okay things, it puts all that together and it comes out with this perfect, fluffy bowl of rice. Perfection. That's God's, that's how God works in your life. This is the coverage. God powerfully takes out all situations and he makes it out for your greatest good. So what situations are you going through today? What is the bad today? Suffering? Heartbreak? Maybe there's a tragedy in your life and, and you're just weighed down. You're going, God, I, I, it's so hard right now. Disappointment. I mean, that's a hard one for me, right? Uh, um, expectations not met. Yeah. Frustration. All these things that are going on. But you know what? God's going to use all things, all situations. God is so powerful, you guys, and sovereign that He can use it to turn it to good. He can put all those ingredients together and turn it out for good. Understand that today. You know what I think the greatest miracle it is in in all of this, and I've always thought about this, is that when he takes my failures, my sin, the wrong that I've done, and he can flip it around. I'm not saying, I'm not making an excuse for it. But all, all the, 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 the devastation I made, my own sin, somehow, after I'm forgiven and cleansed and as we move forward, somehow He can take that and flip it around and still use it for His glory and good. Isn't that amazing? I, I believe that's a miracle. How about this? God is so powerful and sovereign that even if someone else does you wrong, even if someone sins against you, even, even when they hurt you or, or, or they do vicious acts, even if their disobedience 
those consequences come upon you, God still can use that for good. It's still part of all things, right? It fits within that definition of all things. Understand that today. Do you remember Joseph? Remember his story? And at the end, he told his brothers in Genesis 50, 20, as for you, uh, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about the many, that many people should be kept alive as they are today, right? His, God ended up putting him in, in that position second to Pharaoh, right? To, to, to store the grain. So during the famine, when Israel, the family which was turning into a nation, came, they were saved. They didn't die off. And how did Joseph get there? Well, when his brothers turned on him and threw him in a pit and then sold him as a slave, right? Joseph saw how all things work for good. Even when someone does something against you, so get that in, inside you today. Your sin, someone else's sin, whatever situation, whatever struggles, it's still part of the all that's working together for good. What might be so bad for you, understand God can powerfully turn it around. You know, a man was stranded on this uh, desert island and he prayed for rescue, but help never came. He, he built this hut out of driftwood for, driftwood for protection from the elements. And one day he returned from fishing and hunting to find that the campfire had caught his little hut on fire and it all burned down. He got super angry at God and said, God, how can you do this to me? He was really, really discouraged and depressed. But then the next morning he woke up to a rescue ship coming and had come to the island. And the guys who came out to rescue him, he asked him, how did you know I was here? The answer was, we saw your smoke signal. Sometimes the bad brings that good. You know what? One day, you'll look back, and one day, it'll all make, make sense. Have you had those situations? You look back on something and go, Oh, okay, Lord, I see what you did. Think about that today and whatever you're going through. So then with faith, trust God in advance what will only make sense in reverse. God works for good. So we have the certainty, the coverage, and now let's go to number three, the care, the care. So it goes on here, and as I mentioned at ESV, uh, we're going to attach, and we know that for those who love God, um, all things work together for good for those who are called, for those who are called. We'll stop there. So we have for those who love God and those who are called. Let's take a look at this. What is Paul talking about there? Okay, for those who love God, it speaks of believers, followers of Jesus. And those who are called are the ones who responded when God called them to come and be saved. So understand, those who love God, those who respond to God's love, uh, 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 those who love God are those who respond to God's love. That's the ones who love. That's the one who are called. So what are we talking about? We're talking about believers. We're talking about followers of Jesus. We're talking about Christians here. And isn't that what happens though? When we come to Jesus, we, we fall in love with, with God. We fall in love with Him. In 1 John 4, 19, it says, We love 
because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us, right? I mean, isn't that where you're at today? Isn't that why you're here? You're not, you're not here for, for me or, or for, for uh, Randy and Zach playing. We're, we're not here for some entertainment, yeah? We're here because of, we love Jesus, and we want to be with Jesus, and we want to hear from Jesus. So that's that love. So when Paul says, hey, you know what this is for? You know who God works things out for good, all things out for good? It's for those who love God, and who are the ones who love God? His believers, and the ones who are called, who've been, who heard the call of God to be saved and responded. And now they're children of God. So here's the thought. We're believers, we're children of God, and then you know what? We're cared by God. This is the care. In Psalms 33:18, it says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His steadfast love. So for those who love, for those who are the called, it's believers. And if you're not a believer today, if, if, if you don't love Jesus, then Think a little bit about where your heart is today. Have you really given your heart to Him? Maybe you haven't. This is the time to do that. Maybe you're connected online. And, and it's time right now. This is the day, the day of salvation, to go to Jesus and give Him your heart. Seek His forgiveness. Repent of your sins and, and, and accept them into your heart as you give Him your life. And you know what? You'll find, like all of us, that oh, we, we start to have this love for Jesus. For those of you who love God, for those who are believers, for those of you who are, are under God's sovereign care here, this is the care. God has for his children. You are under God's watchful supervision. And that's what I want to put forth to you. For those who love God, for those who are called, it means this is the care God has for you. This is the care God has for His children. You are under God's watchful supervision. God's watching out for you. God's watching. He's there right now. Whatever you're in, He's, he's watching out for you. He's, he's going to make sure you're okay. He's going to make sure you can handle things that, that nothing will come by way that you cannot handle. He's going to be... Therefore, he's going to pick you up when, when you need. He's, he, he's, he's right there. You know, uh, just the other day, um, uh, we were watching um, uh, baby Riley, our granddaughter. Uh, Jared and Tati ran downtown. I think Costco ran some errands. And so, so of, of course, we're always happy to watch a grandbaby. Yeah? You know, and so Kristen was playing with her, watching her. And then she had to go switch the laundry you know, from the washer to the dryer. And so she's, oh, she handed Riley to me so I can watch Riley. At first, Riley looked at me and goes, eh. I go, hey, it's Grandpa. What's wrong? And I made funny faces, and then she accepted me. But anyway, Kristen, Grandma, wouldn't just leave her to herself, right? So, and she's crawling now and just get into whatever, right? Oh, no, no. She handed it off so I can have a watchful eye over her. I could hold her or play with her or go on, on the mat we have and she could play with her. But, but you know parents, right? We, we watch over our children, right? We, 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 we make sure the babies are okay. We're checking on them. I mean, it's amazing today how, um, I mean, we had one of those baby monitors, right? With the little speaker and all that. Today, 
you could use your phone with a video camera and sound. Technology. We're like, wow, look what they have today. There's a special camera you could set up, and you, you can see everything they do, not just here. I mean, I mean, that's like God. God has his watchful eye upon you. He cares for you. He, he wants to make sure everything is okay. So no matter what you go through in life, understand, don't think for a minute that God has forgotten you. That God has left you. That God is like, oh, taking care of something else. Yeah. Well, you're, you're in the middle of this stuff going on. Even if it looks like it, even if it feels like it, understand, you are still and always be under God's watchful care and supervision. Know that. So when you read here, for those who love God, for those who are called, that's you and me. Children of God, He watches over you. It's for us. So God works for good. And that the certainty we know, the coverage is all things work together for good. The care for, for us believers, for those who love God who are called. And now, finally, number four, the control. The control. And this is the last part here in verse 28. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called. And what's the last thing? According to his purpose. You know what that means? That means according to God's set plan for your life. It means that God has this divine design that He's working for His children. That, that it's all, it incorporates all that goes on in your life. There's a purpose to it all. Maybe we need to hear that this morning. Maybe you know it. Maybe it's been put in the back of your mind. Maybe you've been distracted from that or, or it's been clouded over because of the situation, because of what's happening in your family, because of what's happening in your kids, because of, 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 of your financial situation, maybe because of what's going on with your job or the world or, or whatever that is. Bring it back into the front of your minds that there is a purpose to all this that is going on in your life. And you know what? I like this last phrase, according to his purpose, because it, it stitches everything together. Right? Think about it. We know God has a purpose in, in doing all this stuff. Well, all things work together for a purpose, right? And this purpose that God has for us, especially for his children, the, the, the ones who love God, the ones who are called. So, what you are going through, what happens to you is not some r sort of random events that happen to happen, right? But God will use it all to reach His purpose. You know, some people think that, that they believe that, oh, poor Jesus, you know, uh, uh, look what happened. Unfortunate things happened to Him. Not how He was how he was uh, put upon a cross unjustly and, and, and you know, he was, he, was, he was put to death because of all of that. Poor Jesus, you know. Some people think that. But we know better, right? God knew what was going to happen. Jesus predicted it. God, God knew that, that Judas would turn on him and the religious leaders. He knew that before he even came. He knew that he would end up dying on the cross. But wasn't that part of the plan? God used their sin. God used the wrong that was done to him 
to flip it around so that he would take the punishment for our sins, die on the cross, rise again. But now we have atonement that we couldn't, we couldn't make on our own. Do you understand that? There was a purpose in all of that that happened. So it wasn't just some random events here, but God used it all with a purpose. So just like you and me, you guys. J. Oswald Sanders, and he was actually a, a director for overseas um, missionary, he, which was Hudson Taylor, some China Unlimited Missions, and it turned into overseas missions. And he was actually a director in the 50s and 60s. And I love what he wrote here. He said, the circumstances of the Christian's life are ordained of God. There is no such thing as chance. Love refuses to believe that God is not interested in every detail of life. Everything is permitted and designed by him for his wise purposes. I love how he said that, you guys. And so our love for God refuses to believe that he's not you know, that he has nothing to do with the details. No, God is a God of detail. And God is involved in every part of our lives. And so he, is, he, he has wisdom in all these things that are allowed, all these things that may be wronged toward us or the wrong we do, but he knows how to work it all together for good. So here's our last point. This is the hope. This is the control God is over your life to precisely accomplish His purpose and plans. That's the sovereign control He has over His life. God has over your life to precisely accomplish His purpose and plans. Last year, um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, because of this COVID, right, we, we, we had to, our, our dentist appointments were canceled. Yeah. I mean, first of all, right, everything shut down anyway. You know. And then um, when things started to open up and you could go to the dentist and all, uh, they would call us. And we were still kind of, uh, we're not sure. And I think they called us a couple times already. Yeah. And we're like, uh, uh, and I, let me tell you, I wasn't sad about it. I hate the dentist. It was like, oh, praise the Lord. It's yeah. shut down. Thank you, God. I hate that. It, to me, it's such a weird thing. You're lying in this chair. Your mouth is open. Yeah. Someone crosses that line of your personal space and gets into your mouth, you know. And to me, it's funny because while they're working on, on you, they ask you questions. How's your day? Ah, 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 ah you know, kind of thing. And I, I just think it's, it's a funny, crazy thing. But I don't like the yanking, even the cleaning, you know. They take that pick and they're like, <laughs> and the yanking and pulling and all that stuff. It is not my favorite thing to do. So I wasn't sad, but, but, but you know what? I was thinking this year, I think we need to get back to the dentist. Though. I mean, it's important. We understand, right? I, I, I understand that, that I got to go through this discomfort, but there's a purpose to all this, right? I remember there was a time where years I, I didn't go to the dentist. And oh, when I went back, oh, I had to go back like every week. No, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things he had to fix because I hadn't gone for a while. So I know there's a purpose. I know I have to go through that. I know I should. I, I, I know, you know what? I have to accept it. Yeah. And I think that's something we need to get into our minds, that we accept, not fight it, but trust in this process that it's only going to help us. 
That is, God sovereignly controls our life. It's precisely to accomplish His purpose and plan. And, and I don't know about you, but to me, that's the biggest challenge, to accept these hard things that are going on, to accept my troubles and trial, and not fight God against it. But understand, Lord, this is some process you're putting me through. And, and I know you want me to grow here. I know you want me to mature spiritually. I know you, all this is helping me to become like Jesus. Your goal, why I'm, I'm here, what you're working in my life. And so I need to accept this. Maybe that's a word for you this morning. To accept those situations. To accept maybe the hurt someone did to you. To accept maybe the, what, what's going, going on in, in, in your world right now. Accept and trust this process that God is putting you through. You know what I was thinking about? How many times when, when things don't go my way, yeah? my expectations aren't met, or someone does something to me. You know what, what happens to me? Oh, I get upset. I get angry. The emotions come up. and I'm like, what? And, and sometimes I just react and say things I shouldn't say. And, and it's, it's that, I was thinking about this, it's that flesh monster. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that from you, Pastor Rick. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah? This fleshly monster comes out saying things, upset, uh, uh, I'm just angry and everything. But I was thinking about this yesterday. I want to learn. I want to learn this today. I want to learn that God has this precise plan and purpose in all of this and and he wants to accomplish some certain things in my my life and my heart and he knows what 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 has to happen for for me to grow in it and 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 yes there's challenges and yes there's hard things but i want to learn that rather than getting angry yeah rather than complaining oh i can't believe what they did you know all that rather than pointing a finger and blaming that other person Wrong or right? I need to accept the situation. God is teaching me. God is training me. And this is one opportunity for me to be what God is training me to be. To not look at something's coming against me or something's coming upon me, but to look at it as a God's sovereign plan and purpose to give me an opportunity to accept it, to respond, and to be who God wants me to be. So I'm trying to tell myself, don't fight it. Don't get upset at God. Don't don't fight the other person. Don't, Don't get after them. Right? Humble yourself, trust God, and know there's a purpose and a plan in all of this. As we come to a close, let me ask you this. Do you think God would implement a wrong plan? Oh, 
sorry, that, 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 that wasn't for you. That was supposed to be for someone else. Do you think he would do that? Yes? No? No, no right? Logically, no. Let me ask you another question. Do you think God makes mistakes in your life? No, right? We, we, we've, I've said this before. Whoops is not in God's vocabulary. You know? He's like, oops, uh, uh, sorry I let that happen to you. Yeah, right? No. We know God has a perfect plan and purpose in all that happens in our life. No matter, right or wrong, no matter if someone does it or if you do it, whatever, right? In His sovereign hand, how powerful He is. Even what is wrong is wrong. He can flip that around, all things, right? And in all of that, He makes no mistake. No mistake. I'll close with this. In 1932, A.M. Overton was pastor of a church in Mississippi, and his wife uh, died giving birth to their fourth child, which that baby died also. At the funeral service, Overton uh, scribbled out this poem and handed it to the officiating minister. And so the minister took what he wrote, this poem, and this is what he read. I want to read it to you. The title is, He Makes No Mistakes. He wrote, My father's way may twist and turn, my heart may throb and ache, but in my soul I'm glad to know he makes no mistakes. My cherished plans may go astray, my hopes may fade away, but still I'll trust my Lord to lead, for he doth know the way. Though the night be dark and it may seem that day will never break, I'll pin my faith, my all in him. He makes no mistake. There's so much now I cannot see, my eyesight's far too dim, but come what may, I'll simply trust and leave it all to him. For by and by the mist will lift, and plain it all he'll make. Through all the way, though dark to me, he made not one mistake. Amen, you guys. That's what we have to go with today. To understand no matter what, he makes no mistake. To put our hope in Jesus, our Lord God and Savior. To know that whatever happens... Whatever's going on right now, God knows. And so you should know that God is involved, that all things work together for good, that He takes care and is watchful over His children for those who love God and those who are called, and that there's a purpose in everything, in every detail in your life that is going on, and that we know for sure God works for good. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you and with this verse in front of our minds right now as we just read and studied. Lord, we come and ask for your forgiveness for a lack of faith and trust in you, Lord. But today, God, it's brought up to the front of our minds and inside of our hearts that we go from here holding on to this promise, holding on to this word, holding on to trust in you and have faith that you are working all things for good. That they are coming together in your way, Lord, in your will, in, in, in how you're stitching stuff together, how you're making it click together. We don't understand it fully. But God, may we respond, Lord, in humbleness. May we respond, God, to the situation in prayer and faith. May we respond, 
knowing that no matter what this is, God, you are doing something in this. Even if we can't see it, even if it doesn't feel like it, God, we trust your word. Romans 8.28, what it says, more than ourselves, God, because we trust in you. Lord, I pray for those in here and who are connected right now. I lift them up before you, that you would help them and strengthen them in their struggles. That maybe they've been disappointed for so long, and it's hard to climb out of that hole. But God, you reach down, pull them out with Romans 8.28, and says, it's okay. I love you, my child. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I am your help. And I have a plan in all of this. Lord, I pray that by your Holy Spirit that we would see you for who you are, God. We know what the Bible says. We know what you've done in the past, Lord. We know that you're sovereign. We know that you're powerful. We know that you love us. We know that you have wisdom beyond whatever we can think of. We know that you, have, you know all things, and we know that you hold all things in your hands. And so, Lord, we know we are in your hand. And help us to stand upon that. Open our eyes to that, Lord, to the truth about you, that we may see you clearly today, God. And hold on to this verse with all of our might, and we know all things work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to your purposes. Thank you, God, for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand.